Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. want to start off this episode with a quick verse because i'm feeling hip-hop today this is our season finale for a tribe called quest and one of my favorite verses from a q-tip the abstract was on excursions on the low end theory that album right behind me that you probably can't see and the whole album starts out with back in the days when i was a teenager before i had status and before i had a pager you can find the abstract listening to hip-hop my pops used to say it reminded him of bebop that is our introduction into a tribe called quest thank you guys for listening and tuning in and watching us this week uh such a great season that we've had uh, and we are ending things off with as i mentioned one of my favorite hip-hop groups a tribe called quest which consists of q-tip the late great fife dog ali shaheed muhammad and jerobi all friends from high school uh from queens new york and that's going to kick us off uh for our episode today and of course i brought back uh, a one familiar face and one unfamiliar face which is good so uh the familiar face is my brother matt so let me bring them both in real quick so uh matt dalby is in the building ladies and gentlemen so uh matt was good my brother was happening you can bring yourself in what's happening bro what's good what's going on man Everything glad to have good. you back on the show man for the for the fourth time man coming making yeah, another yeah. appearance i appreciate it dog yeah. first appearance 2021 happy new first year. appearance happy new year to everybody <laughs> no doubt no doubt uh and then we have a new face samantha lavelle now let me give samantha a quick introduction because you all have probably not have heard samantha and that is probably on purpose like i talked about with kinfolk last week because what Samantha does is she is what I consider a media specialist. So she writes columns, she writes articles about artists, not only about hip hop, but about all different genres of music. So Samantha Lavelle, she resides out of the Seattle, Washington area. So it's kind of nice and early for her right now. However, I am bringing her up because if you all do not know about Samantha Lavelle, you need to soon. You need to reach out to her uh, because her writing is phenomenal. She does uh, all different kinds of uh, journalism, uh, artistry, and things of that nature. So if you need a column written, you need to reach out to Samantha. I'm telling you all right now as you're watching this. Her work is phenomenal, and she has blessed our platform with being on our show today. So, Sam, thank you so much, Mama. I truly, truly am humbled and appreciative you. for you being on the show today. So how are you feeling today? How was your new year, Ma? What's good? Man, feeling great, man. It's been just, you know, wonderful. Like this this artist support movement has been a beautiful thing. You know, it, it expanded beyond just, you know, writing on the artists. Like, you know, now I'm sharing their music. They're sending me their music. So it's a constant share on the um, social media stories. Um, other artists are seeing each other and collaborating now. Um, you know, I'm expanding to publicist work so I can definitely do more support for these independent artists. It is, it is beautiful. 2021 is the one. It's going to be a good year. No doubt. No doubt. And I heard about that. Uh, when you said it to me the last time, that 2021 is the one, I'm I, I'm right there with you. 2020 was, 
You know what I mean? Like one of those years where, yes, it was horrific, no doubt. However, we learned a lot. Uh, we've all grown and, you know, I'm hoping that we can heal. This is like the healing phase, I think, going into 2021. But we are starting 2021 with the ending of season two, right? How ironic, ironic is that? So uh, we're going to be talking about Tribe Call Quest this afternoon. So let me run down a couple of quick uh, accolades for the group. Uh, the, their name used to be something else different than, uh, the Jungle Brothers, who was part of the collective of the native tongues. They all went to high school together. And one of the members from the Jungle Brothers said, yo, y'all should call each other, uh, you guys tribe. And then Tribe Called Quest kind of emerged from there. So that's how they got the name. Uh, they have one Billboard Award. They have one Brit Award. Another hip-hop group that has been nominated for four Grammys and does not have a win. Another tragedy, what I think, in hip-hop. Uh, One-time Source Award winner, and they do have the hip-hop honors from the ceremony back in 2007. And during the period of the shift, they made three distinct classic albums. The first one is People's Instinctive Travels and Path of Rhythm, which is the Source Magazine's very first perfect five mic rating. You can fact check me if you want to. You're going to lose. It's there. Uh, so what are the things that... Uh, you know, one of the other things that are consistent is the first three albums all have 14 tracks. Very consistent. All, all three of them, 14 tracks even. Uh, the first one, one of my favorite songs, which actually came out in April of 1990, The Luckalusian. Footprints, which is a, a phenomenal flip on Stevie Wonder's song, Off the Key of Life. Uh, Elsa Gundo, Benita Applebaum, Can I Kick It, and Mr. Muhammad, some of my favorite tracks I pulled out from the first album. But Luckalusian, man, like, if you're a fan of hip-hop, you need to go back and listen to Luck of Lucian. Like, that's a phenomenal hip-hop song. So, uh, also got five mics from the source. The second album, which is one of, uh, one of their most famous ones, is The Low End Theory, released in September of 1991, another five-mic album out of the gate. Uh, a platinum successful album. Uh, some of the ones that I talked about, uh, one that I picked out from there is Excursions, How I Started the Show Off. Bugging out, but a verse from the abstract, vibing and stuff, infamous date rape. I mean, it goes on and on. Check the rhyme. Uh, we got the jazz, the what. And then the most famous song is Scenario, which I think was the birth of Buster Rhymes' uh, mm -hmm. solo career. Because when you hear Buster Rhymes come on the track, you're like, who is, like, what, <laughs> what, where did that come from? Where did they find this dude? And that was pretty much the birth, I think, Buster Rhymes' solo career. And then, of course, my personal favorite, which is why I have the sweatshirt on, uh, is the Midnight Marauders. Now, Midnight Marauders, I'm going to be a little bit biased, you guys. Uh, Midnight Marauders is in my top three favorite hip-hop albums of all time. I didn't say the best, but my personal favorite, um, just from my catalog, because of its significance to the culture, the time of my life when I was listening to Midnight Marauders, and Matt can tell you that as well, too, it's just a very significant album to me and i and i and i wrote like pretty much the entire track list down to me that is an album that is no skips 14 tracks of greatness it is gold platinum it did get four marks from the source and it is 51 minutes and 12 seconds of greatness that is what i like to equate midnight marauder to and i'm not even gonna go through the track list my favorite track on there is um god lives through I want to say Matt and Sam had the same uh, favorite track, which was Lyrics to Go, which is another phenomenal uh, song as well. But uh, that is the premise of our conversation for the season finale. So thank you both for spending time with us um, on a Saturday, uh, beginning a new year. And the first question I have is for the lady in the house today. And when and how did you fall in love with hip hop?
All right, so introduction. I'm Samantha Lavelle. Um, as I write, you know, um, artist reviews, uh, bios, started an artist support movement, um, moving into publicist work, and just, you know, continuing to support um, artists of all genres because you cannot be a true hip hop head if you don't tap into other genres. Um, that's a big thing. Um, what got me into hip hop, being a little girl, like mother took me kind of everywhere, every little basement party, every little get together. So LL Cool J, you know, can't live without my radio. I was like, whoa, and even being like a little kid, but like, okay, you know, bumped into that. And then it just took off. I was kind of raised as a single child. So I'd be at home a lot, either having the radio on or the old shows, And then I was kind of, tapped into, you know, just saw these, you know, old school hip hop artists. It was, you know, great. And I just have loved it, you know, ever since then, ever since I was a little tight. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. I think me and my brother's story is about similar. Um, we grew up, I think our whole family was like just around music. And the way that I like to give the premise is, you know, if you were to meet our parents, you know, shout out to mom and dad, uh, happy new year to you guys. If you met our mom, she's really big into like R&B and my dad was into hip hop. So those two worlds collide. And that's where me and my brother uh, kind of had the split. So we have, like you mentioned, love for all kinds of different genres of music. And to your point, if you're a fan of hip hop and you don't go out and expand your mind, to other different types of music, you are limiting yourself because when you're talking about Tribe Called Quest, for instance, they have a, a very jazz influential sound. So mm -hmm. if you are not expanding your mind to jazz, then you're gonna miss the whole essence of what a Tribe Called Quest was about, right? So they're, all their three albums was very jazz influenced, the jazz sampling, uh, which is an, an excellent point, Sam, to get us started with our conversation. And I think the first question I'm gonna ask is for my brother here. So Matt, the first question goes to you, my good sir. And I'm thinking, what I'm saying, you're thinking about Tribe Called Quest, like so many good memories uh, come to mind when I think of Tribe Called Quest. And uh, the first question I have is, what is your favorite moment of Tribe Called Quest? So my, my, to give you a little bit of context of what I mean is what is one of those first either songs or albums that you heard and you were like, whoa, what is this? Like, what gives you that that wow factor? What was the first wow factor of A Tribe Called Quest? You know, it, it was funny. I was thinking about that yesterday, uh, yesterday night. And the only thing that kept coming to mind, when every time I think about A Tribe Called Quest, is when, when we were watching, uh, we got the jazz video. And at the end, it goes to bugging out. <laughs> and you have Fife come up, those, everybody had those big eyeballs. <laughs> And I've never seen that when we were at, what, 10, 12, maybe that age. And I yeah. was like, that, that just that sticks in my head to this day. I can watch that video all the time just to get to that part. When he's like, Michael Polchek, one, two, one. <laughs> like, and the eyes were all bugged out. And he was like, going like this. <laughs> that, that's, hey, that's, that's what sticks out in my head with Trial Car Quest, man. That's what got me hooked with them, man. They just sound so different than what we heard from like you were mentioning what pops listening to yeah um they're not not the the rhymes were different but the sound was different than what we're used to because you know you know god rest his soul sd from houdini but um that's who i was you know houdini was who i've always them in kumo dll but trial car quest sound just was so much different and then that video with the eyes popping i was like man i i, I like these cats man these cats are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel that. Sam, same question. What was the, the your first wow factor of a Tribe Called Quest? When did, when well, did that know, happen when you, for you? 
when Fife, you know, rest in peace, Fife, and he called himself a funky diabetic. Who does that? I don't Who know, man. I don't know, into, man. I don't know, man. You know, their medical struggle. And he said, a funky diabetic. I was like, damn, like that to me, that's just, that was deep to me. I was like, man, okay, wow. After yeah. that, I was like, all right, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And to go along with that, you know, if, if you all know a little bit more about the story of Child Call Quest, when, when, when Five Dog got diagnosed with diabetes, he's wanting to quit. He didn't want to do hip hop anymore. He wanted to do music and Q-Tip was like, nah, man, we need you. Come on, you can still do it. So that's kind of where like that that premise comes from. Cause if you think about their first three albums, you know, Q-Tip does a lot of the rhyming, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the voice you hear on the first album was more of Q-Tip. Mm -hmm. And then you hear like the emergence of uh, Five Dog on the second album where like he just branches off and you hear him. And it was like the coming of age of Five Dog is on the low end theory. And then you hear them both collectively um, on Midnight Marauders. And then you have like Jerobi. Jerobi is kind of like that silent, like fourth member that kind of hung around the studio, dropped like ideas here and there, but you never really saw him. Uh, but he is a part of Tribe Call Quest. He's like one of those silent guys. Uh, and then of course, you know, Ali Shahi Muhammad was, you know, helping produce the beats and things like that too. So didn't Jerobi become a chef or something like that? Yeah, he went, right. He was, he was, he went to culinary art school is, is okay. what he did. So yeah, he okay. went to school. So, but when he was like going in and out of class and going out of sessions, he would come back and be okay. in the studio with them so he's kind of like that that silent partner in a sense but yeah man they've influenced so much i'm gonna agree with you both i don't think there's ever been a sound like tribe called quest when you turn on you know midnight marauders for the first time and you hear the lady kind of talking to you with that auto with that automated voice you're like yo like what is this and then <laughs> and then you know what i mean and then you hear steve steve bilko stir it up and then it jumps right into the album it's like they thought of like little intricate things for the listener. And I even went back and little, dug a little deeper. And, you know, when you think about Q-Tip and his production, he kind of stripped a lot of the sound to have a distinct sound. Like he stripped a lot of the, the sampling so it fits perfect. Like, and it's, it's just crazy. And we could definitely talk about Tribe all day, but we only have like maybe 30 minutes just for our listeners, but we could definitely dive into that. So I'm gonna pass the mic over to Sam for one more question. And Sam, so when you think about artists and their first three albums, right? I think we had a conversation about this before we even tape. So the first three albums, you know, for Tribe Called Quest, People's Instinctless Travels and Path of Rhythm, Low End Theory, Midnight Marauders, three classic albums out of the gate. Do you think there is another artist that has three classic albums out of the gate? You know, like we were saying, you know, I think Outkast would be, to me, the, the one, I think so. And the Outkast, they grew, like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, like each album, you could see the growth, like yeah. the change and in, in, in them, you know, especially Andre, dang. Yeah. <laughs> he went yeah. to a whole, wow, whole other level. So that would be, you know, to me, I think Outkast. No doubt, no doubt. Matt, same question, bro. Uh, it's same with Sam's Outcast, definitely Outcast. I don't even like they're they're. I you can even argue their first five were classics. Yeah, they always change their sound. But um, I, I I keep thinking about it. I I can't say Tupac. No, uh, I I would agree. I would agree. Uh, I couldn't say Pac. I, I I mean you know long behold um long live uh notorious B.I.G. I think his yeah, first two were classics, but you know yeah, his life yeah. was cut short unfortunately. Cut short. Um, you know so I I. Uh, that's rough. I, I know it's tough. 
It might just be outcast. It might just be outcast. It may be tribe and outcast. I can't really. It might just be, man. I, I don't. I don't think there's any any other artist that had their first three albums be so jazz influenced, jazz instinctive, yeah. and you know, it's it's there. It's, I'm telling you guys, if you consider yourself a hip hop head. You got to go back and listen to those three albums. You have to. And to listen to them now, and I was telling this to, to our guest today, like when I went back and listened to People's Instinctive Travels and Path to Rhythm this week, like I was like, whoa, like the sampling, like I, I was like really, really blown away with Luck of Lucian and uh, another one was, uh, was Footprints. When you hear Footprints, you're like, what and like who was even thinking about that in 1990 like who was thinking about those ideas of how to put samples and sounds together so yes, it's just an incredible three album run and then of course you know with the with another the the shift of hip-hop in those mid 90s you know jazz at that point the jazz influence sound was kind of played out and you know it, it kind of shifts again you know what i mean and then you know they had beats rhyme and life they had the uh the love movement you know in, in 1998 and that's kind of where you know they lost a little about their momentum but their first three albums solidified no, not even a, a budge or a wink i think when it comes to that so well, well I, yeah I go ahead go ahead bro i mean cut you off bro but you know i i think why people slip on they sleep on the first one is because you mentioned it before it was so heavily dominated by q-tip yeah that you didn't it, it's it's because you're i went back and listened to it too and i was like man I, I was slipping on some of these songs because we're so used to the the intertwine between Q-Tip and Fife that the first one is not it's not like that. It's right. kind of like their introduction. So when you get more into the, the low end theorem and Midnight Marauders, then you get the more Fife. Like they, Sam mentioned too, like the coming out party for Fife was low end theorem. So yeah, but you don't get that on the first one. So that's kind of why you people don't even realize how great a CD or album that really was back then because it was just more dominant, just one person. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no question, man. No question. So, which leads us to our last question, Matt. I'm gonna pass it to you first, and then the lady will go last, of course. We'll let, let, let the lady have the last word. And that is final thoughts, Matt. What is your final thought about a Tribe Call Quest? When you sit your kids down and say, hey, I want you all to listen to a Tribe Call Quest, which album do you pick and which song do you start them off with? You know, I can I can honestly answer this because I did that to Isaiah, your nephew. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, of course, the album I'm going to pick is Midnight Marauders because he he asked me what like what do you and Uncle Rob listen to? Like this, this is what we listen to all the time. Yeah, all the time. Mom, Dad go bowling. We put Midnight Marauders on every Wednesday night. We did that every every Wednesday night. So the song I made him listen to was Electric Relaxation because <laughs> I was like. If you want to, if you want to hear a great, like what really got me and your uncle into like really hip hop, even though there's a lot of other songs, this song, this is your daddy's personality, like yeah. just the flow of it. Like you don't, you never see daddy get too hype, you never see him get too low. I'm just even killing. That's the, that's the song I made him. Not lyrics to go, lyrics to go get me hyped up. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> electric, you know, that's the, that's a that's a smooth song, and I and I and I told him the reason why I said that because that that shows you a, a team dynamic because they play off each other so well with that song that that's what you call a hip hop group who knows how to like rap to their own like rap rap to each other's own language like because yeah, Q-Tips flow is really smooth. 
Fife is a little bit more hype, but they mash it well together. And that's and I said that's that's what you gotta listen to. If you wanna listen to hip hop, you have to listen to that song with, for Twilight Call Quest. No doubt. I got a backstory about that song too, Ben, but I'll get to that here at the end. No doubt. Excellent choice. Sam, same question. So when you sit your your young ones down or anyone that has never heard of a tribe called quest right so you sit them down and say look these are their first three albums i want you to choose i'm, I'm going to pick this album and this particular track to start you off with the tribe called quest's journey which one do you choose and which track do you choose all right so i have you know both two girls you okay know, uh, 17 and 8 and they're all they're very um artistic um they like their various artists so midnight First of all, to me, that's one of the greatest album covers ever, ever created. Who does that? Who puts people who are not even on the album, like just artists and say, let me get your faces on my, who, who does that? So that was pure, just hip hop genius yes. Yes. support to the next level. Yes. And as far as the song, man, my lyrics to go. I love my Penny Ripperton. <laughs> the girls on that mini man i remember when i first heard that i was like oh my god <laughs> and the echo they did on her oh man yeah yeah the sample yeah. is dope i just like when q-tips like wait shh, i think somebody so shit it <laughs> you know what I, mean? I guess that would be me because i'm the only one i'm seeing it like yo yeah. like it's just so much fun man like uh, I, I agree with you guys. Like, I love Midnight Marauders. We can harp on it all day. Uh, but the backstory about um, uh, electric relaxation, which I think is so when you think about perfect hip hop songs, I hate to use that word so loosely, but I think electric relaxation is a perfect hip hop song. Like, I, mm -hmm. I really do believe that. Like, when you think yeah. about it, when you listen to it, you put it on, you're like, it just takes you to like, a whole nother universe you can put that that song on close your eyes and you can hear the the musicality in that and the sonically is just so mesmerizing man and like and the reason why i was going to tell you this matt about the backstory about that when they was writing electric relaxation so fife and q-tip wrote each other rhymes and then switched them that's why it flows so wow. well together yeah yeah so you know uh they wrote each other's lyrics and said you know what I think it'd be better if you said this and I said this. So they they say they wrote their own lyrics and then they switched them. So so basically, Q-Tip is writing Five Dogs verse and Five Dog is rhyming Q-Tip's verse. That's why they, it comes together like so smooth. So I had, had to give you a little bit of, uh, a little bit of backstory on that, man. But yeah, that's why that's why that song is so perfect, man. It's it's, it's dope, man. It yeah, really is dope. And that's what I mean. That's the perfect that's that's the perfect example of being a group. Like I can yep. write. I, I wrote my lyrics, but it sounds better if you say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just, it just yeah, exactly. It, you sacrifice, <laughs> right? You sacrifice your sound for for the good of the, the of the project. You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I think that's dope. But ladies and gent, it is time to wind down season two. My goodness, man! Like it has been such a roller coaster. Fifteen weeks. Um, I will save the last, but I'm going to, uh, as always, as we have been doing, paying homage to those that have lost their life due to social injustice with the hooded salute one last time. Uh, and I have a, a list here that I definitely want to shout out at the end. Uh, so with that in mind, look at Sam, I got to get all that hair underneath there. I got that, Sam. I know, all this hair. Hey, got to tuck that my in. Easy. I feel my that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with that in mind, Sam, who are your shout outs going to this week, my lady? 
Oh, just, oh, shout outs to just the, the, the family, you know, shout out to Hash and OG Tech, like people who are in the town who have just been, you know, representing and, you know, still loving hip hop and just, you know, sticking to their creativity. Word, word. Shout out to OG Tech. Shout out to One Team, One Mission, that whole entire movement. I'm glad to be a part of that movement. Uh, and yes, great, great things to come in 2021. And Sam, this will not be the last time we see you on this podcast. So, so we definitely want to have you on in the future. And thank you for providing such a introspective journey of the Tribe Call Quest with our fans today. So truly, truly appreciate it. Matt, who are your shout outs going to? Man, this is your fourth time on the show, man. The first time you tripped up a little bit there, dog. So, hey, you hey, hey, hey. we don't bring that up no more. We don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna be in trouble, man. Shout outs, homie. Who you shouting out, bro? Uh, you know, shout out to the wife, Joe, my kids, Izzy and Isaiah. Uh, shout out to the show. Got my hook. Got my Word, Diggy. I was gonna say, stand up so the people can see that sweatshirt real quick. That's oh, a dope yeah, ass yeah, sweatshirt. I like, I like that, dog. I like that, dog. I like, I like that. that. I like that. I like that, man. I don't wonder okay. where you got that from. You know what I'm saying? I, I like that, dog. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got that for Big A, too. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no family discounts either, man. Hey, I'm a port the biz. I got to give one shout out because, like, uh, like you said, I've been on the show four times. Um, my boy, Jason, Jason Salisbury. Word. Celebrated his 41st birthday yesterday, but I want to give him a good shout out and shout out to his wife Marissa and a newborn baby. Well, not born yet, but expected to come in the March or April time. So, word, to- word. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Aunt G as well. Happy birthday as well, yes, Aunt G. Aunt uh, but my shout outs are really long, you guys. So bear with me a little bit here. So I just want to give you and the audience a little bit of perspective of how important this season has been so this season started on september 29th of 2020 and now we're ending uh which will be tuesday's date i want to say is january 5th so you're watching this on january 5th um so this has been 15 weeks of episodes in a row and a lot has happened in 15 weeks so first off i want to give a quick hip-hop shout out to shabadoo um who was um ozone from the movie breaking who lost his life uh, a a huge huge pioneer um and just street dancing breaking hip-hop when you think about uh hip-hop in the 80s you think about turbo and ozone and ozone lost his life this week so shout out to ozone and what his contributions were to hip-hop Shout out to MF Doom, who lost his life as well, too. So two hip-hop pioneers we lost just recently. So I definitely want to give our condolences from this platform to those two great pioneers. Um, and, you know, with our hooded salute we've been doing for season two, I-, I thought about this as I was putting this together, that I wanted to do something for social injustice. But in the period of the shift um, between September and, this, uh, and you know January 5th, we've lost... Um, a few more lives that I do want to recognize um, on this platform. So, of course, the major ones uh, that got the most publicity was Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd, um, all of those that lost their life in 2020. But there's a few others that were not recognized. I do want to read their names off uh, so they get their recognition and due diligence uh, for us to do more in social injustice. So uh, their names are Marcella Sinet, Walter Wallace Jr., uh, Kevin Peterson, Ricardo Munez, Casey Godson, Beanie Sanders, Andre Hill, and Dalal Id, who just recently passed on December 30th. So we, my point is, 
we got a lot more work to do. We got a lot more work to do when it comes to social injustice. All black men, um, or Hispanic even, uh, because Ricardo Munez was a Puerto Rican person. Uh, so people of color, we, we got to do better when it comes to social injustice. And I will not let that die as long as there's breath in his body uh, to speak out about it and to speak our peace. Because once it dies out, then there's no one else to be to to point it or bring it to life. So I just want to get that out there. And then when it comes to season two, I got a laundry list of people that I want to shout out. So shout out to every new artist, every new guest uh, that contributed to season two. And I'm going to read their name off one by one. Uh, Bruce, William James Boy, my brother Matt Dalby. Uh, so shout out to you, Matt. 36 and Brimstone, uh, Vita, B-Wise, Mac Xavier, Mr. and Mrs. We Fit Sports, Ashton and Tyrone, my folks here in Kansas City, Holly on Demand, a hip hop rapper from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Nick Gibbs, Johnny TGV, The Good Villain. It's Kay Simone from Hot 107.9 in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Dion Brown, Kenfolk The Plug, and Samantha, uh, of course. And last but not least, uh, the one who keeps me grounded is the queen. Uh, queen Jest, uh, just, I, I cannot do this without you, babe. So thank you so much for pushing our platform as far as we can go. And, uh, and another thing I want to mention is for those of you who are watching or listening, that our female presence has uh, expanded 200% from season one to season two. So ladies, if you're watching, if you want to be part of the podcast, feel free, reach out to us, fit us in. Sam, we're going to have you come back. You can believe that for season three. Uh, season three is going to be mean, uh, more to follow with that. So be staying tuned with the channel. And since we have been on um, um, the audio podcast, so actual, actual podcasting itself, we have had 6,000 downloads since the channel launched on September 11th which is unprecedented, you guys. 6,000 downloads and counting. So thank you to our fans, followers, and supporters, supporting us from all over the world. A uh, huge shout out to our fans in India uh, that listen to us all the time. So shout out to you guys. And tune in to the channel on January 7th. Uh, January 7th is when we're going to start a new spinoff series called The New Class, which will give you a showcase of independent artists that we are going to be showcasing throughout all of 2021. So you all get a chance to see a lot of our independent artists. And we have a really, really uh, great first show to kick that off. So be in tune for that later on this week. Check them and make that sure is it's all right, that I boy. have, guys. So thank you all to our, our followers, our supporters. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Sam. And of course, and as always, shout out to Hip Hop. We'll see you guys in season three, all right? Peace and love on Double Zero. Sound right.